This episode of the Astro Powder Podcast is brought to you by Gamma. Gamma's Optistar all-in-one control unit leads the industry with a design fusing electrostatics and power feed in one compact device. By combining the powder injector and control unit functionality into one device, you get the highest coating efficiency, fastest response times of powder output, and excellent cleaning performance. For more information, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. Configure it, feed it, optimize it, integrate it. Complete it with Gamma. Hello, all you powder coating fans, and welcome to episode 38 of the Ask Joe Powder podcast. Today, we'll be recapping the big stories of 2021. I'm your host, Joe Powder, a.k.a. Kevin Biller, and with me, as always, is my colleague, sidekick, and the St. Nicholas of the powder coating world, Nathan. He's ChemQuest Powder Coating Research's formulator dude. Hi, and we're broadcasting from the ChemQuest Powder Coating Research Studios in Columbus, Ohio. The purpose of the Ask Joe Powder podcast is to bring the latest news and technical know-how to the global powder coating community. And today we have a very special guest joining us uh, via Zoom. Dame Helen Mirren's going to be calling in and talking about techniques for removing mill scale from hot rolled steel. So until she connects, we're going to just go through the uh, news stories from the year. Let's get it rolling. But before we do, I'd like to give a shout out. Shout out. This one is to Mary Biller. She's ChemQuest Powder Coating Research's administrative specialist. She's also one of the business partners and officers of the former Powder Coating Research Group. She's the glue that keeps us crazy powder coating guys together, keeps uh, the boat afloat, keeps the ship steering in the the proper direction. But not only that, a little bit of news, she's also a private pilot, and today she passed the written portion of the FAA Certified Flight Instructors Examination. So congratulations there, Mary. And finally, today is also our 44th wedding anniversary. Uh, We'll be celebrating. Happy anniversary, babe. Okay, let's get on to a recap, Nate. All right, let's go back in time to episode 19. Big news uh, on that episode was... There's a partnership announced between Axonobel and Prismatic Powders. Uh, people that, you know, job shops, people that spray small amounts of powder will be very familiar with Prismatic Powders. They're the, you know, guys you can order a pound or two online. But with this partnership with Axonobel, that expands the portfolio quite a bit. They say there's 
you know, 500 uh, different ready-to-ship powders available. That's kind of exciting. Um, you know, th- this kind of puts ExoNobel uh, into a different position with servicing these smaller type customers. Uh, they say standard delivery will be one to three days, and uh, they also have a premium fast pass service, which uh, customers can receive products on the same day as the order. So, and uh, this is for the United States and Canada. Our next story comes from episode 20, which we posted on January 26th. Uh, this one has to do with acquisition, or I should say acquisitions. This is when PPG uh, had announced the acquisition of Vorvag, which is a, a very old family-owned company, coatings company, located in Stuttgart, Germany. Um, they had celebrated their centennial in 2018. Anyway, really big company, about 1,100 people across their locations in Germany, Spain, Switzerland, Poland, uh, some of North America, China, and South Africa. So uh, PPG really bolstered their stable of coatings technology and production in those parts of the world. Um, this includes liquid powder and film coatings. All right. Um, episode 21, uh, Axo Nobel opened their new R&D lab dedicated to low-cure powder coatings. Axo opened a new research center at its site in Como, Italy, and this is all focused on low-cure powder coatings for MDF, plywood, thermoplastics, composites. And, you know, Nate, this is one that uh, this was totally uh, catapulted because of their acquisition of Stahl, Stahl Performance Powder Coating. Um, Stahl's a, a research company that's uh, located in, in Europe. I think they may be Belgian-based, but uh, I know their powder coating efforts uh, in technology were in the uh, Barcelona area. So I think uh, Axo Nobel's really taken a, a keen interest, and in, in they're putting an investment in low-temperature cure powder coatings, especially with that technology they picked up with Stahl. Right, the low-bake UV and ultra-low-bake powder. Yeah, how about that? I just heard from uh, Dame Mirren again. She said she had to reset her password, uh, but she'll be logging into Zoom. She should be here any minute now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw her over the, the holidays, and she, she, she we, that's all we talked about, really, was this, you know, her appearing on this episode. All right, friends, the next story of note in 2021, uh, we talked about it in episode 22, uh, which was which aired in uh, February. And uh, this was under the category of what gets me mad. And basically, I was ranting a little bit about the supply chain situation. And I think this is not going to be news to anyone, but... Let's go over it real quickly because this has been with us a long time. Uh, number one, COVID had interrupted logistics on many levels, you know, warehouse staffing, truck drivers, um, manufacturing people, all sorts of you know aspects of the logistics chain. The factory output was also impacted uh, by COVID because, as we all remember, and, and some of us are still living with, uh, staff was reduced because of people getting ill, but also people were getting quarantined because of exposure. 
we ran into some issues with short supply. In particular, TGIC was really tight early in the year and, and kind of throughout a lot of 2021. And it, because there were factory shutdowns in China, um, where a large amount of TGIC is produced, apparently they were shut down uh, for a number of months because of environmental issues uh, that were cited by the government there. Uh, so that tightened things. And because of that, people said, okay, we have to switch to an alternate curing agent. And, uh, you know, this is, this is meaningful in all places except for the European Union and Australia. But people said, well, we're going to switch over to HAA or the beta hydroxy alkidamide curing agent uh, that can replace TGIC in many cases, which tightened the supply of HAA, which is mainly produced in in uh, China and, and other parts of uh, uh, Asia Pacific. So that was a problem. There was short supply of monomers, and, you know, it kind of happened for a couple of reasons. One, there was a big freeze in, in the Gulf area of the United States, uh, Houston, Louisiana, Mississippi, kind of coastline. But monomers were in short supply, in particular, uh, neopentaglycol, which is a key component of polyester resins. Also, um, isothalic acid, um, known as PIA, purified isothalic acid. And uh, later in this year, um, terephthalic acid was tight. So pricing was increased there. Well, the amazing thing is that these, you know, we were talking about this, it's almost been a year now, and really not much has changed. The I think the TGIC has eased up a little bit, but, you know, titanium dioxide went up in price and it hasn't gone down. Polyesters went up in price and haven't gone down. You, you don't see them going tight. back down, Nate, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, and, you know, speaking of which, epoxy resin prices have gone through the roof. Back in February, we said in some cases they, they had price had risen uh, 60% versus what people were accustomed to paying. Um, I think now it's more like 100%. So that's uh, kind of crazy. Because of all these issues, culmination of all these issues, uh, we saw things like BASF, major specialty chemical uh, producer, supplier, they declared a force majeure on antioxidants. Probably had to do with supply chain, not only from logistics, but also from raw materials. So, crazy, crazy. Oh, yeah. All right, let's uh, jump to episode 24. Uh, this one came out March 19th. Uh, from paint and coating industry, IFS announced that the company has broken ground on a new facility near their current headquarters in Gainesville, Texas. So that's a new building to accommodate increased capacity, new technology, and will include a space for manufacturing, warehousing, and development projects. Yeah, this company IFS, it's a you know privately owned, you know United States mainly, um, you know North American, I guess we could say, uh, company. But they're uh, they're really on a steep growth um, arc right now, and uh, doing a great job. Great technology. Uh, well-run company, and uh, yeah, hats off to them. They're doing a great job. Okay, April 1st rolled around, and we we um, posted episode number 25, and had just more stories about uh, 
the supply chain being difficult. And, you know, th- this one came from IPCM, International Paint and Coatings Magazine, uh, our good friends in Italy that uh, published that um, magazine. But they were saying there's an increased demand for raw materials and the production wasn't able to respond as quickly as they expected because of a, they talked about a V-shaped recovery, which essentially happened in China before it happened elsewhere. But people turned the tap back down or turned the tap off for a while with um, supply due to when, when COVID caused all the shutdowns. And restarting things was a really big problem. Um, so we've been kind of, as an industry, playing catch-up ever since. So a lot of things going on and, you know, just kind of more of the same. The other thing that really hit back then, too, uh, and I think we're all aware of it, but this crazy shortage of containers. It was like, okay, now everybody wants to ship things. People were producing things. And then they said, we don't have any containers. And if we do have containers, they're in the wrong place. Right. It says, uh at the time, it said prices of containers between China and Europe have risen more than 400%. And that, I think, is 10x, 10, at least. 10, 12x, yeah, we've heard. All right, episode 26. This one was April 15th. Exalta announced the introduction of the Exalta Bright Futures Scholarship Program. And this was a scholarship program for students, you know, studying STEM business or technical or vocational fields at eligible partner schools. And it's a you know scholarship up to $5,000 to help students that are interested in getting into the coatings industry. Yeah, it's one of those feel-good um, uh, stories that we saw throughout the year. Uh, there seem to be a lot of companies that were starting to invest in the future, uh, the future generations. Um, this is one of many scholarship programs. So, all right, now. Well, I just got a text from Helen. Uh, she said she had to restart her computer. Um, and so I think we should take a break real quick, maybe run a couple ads and, you know, give her time to Give her a little connect. time to get, get, get plugged in. Okay. Gamma's Optiflex Pro Manual Gun uses Power Boost technology, which gives you the industry's highest charging power at 110,000 volts and 110 microamps, allowing for faster and more efficient powder coating. We're handing you more power, more quality, and more control. For a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with GEMA. The Powder Coating Research Group is now part of the ChemQuest Group, proud sponsor of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. ChemQuest Powder Coating Research is the only independent laboratory dedicated to powder coating technology. We do everything from evaluating raw materials, formulating the next generation of coating, developing new products, consulting, testing, troubleshooting, and training. Our parent company, ChemQuest, provides expert business strategy and advisory services in all aspects of the specialty chemicals value chain, including expertise in both liquid and powder coating. To find out more, visit our website at powdercoatingresearch.com 
or ChemQuest website at www.chemquest.com. You can email Kevin Biller at kbiller at chemquest.com. Thanks for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. All right, we're back. Episode 28th, uh, which which aired uh, May 7th. Um, we, probably the best news of the year, we wanted to give a shout out, and we did. Our good friend Rick DeVore, who early in the Astro Powder podcast history, uh, episode five, we gave a, a shout out to Rick, uh, and we were asking him, we were telling him to get better, uh, and we didn't go into detail about Rick's condition, but now that you know things have kind of unfolded, um, he had been battling late-stage pancreatic cancer, and he was in pretty bad shape, my friends. Well, in uh, May, we had good news for, for our listeners. Uh, after months of chemo and a couple operation, Rick had has been declared cancer-free, and fully cured by his team of doctors. And kudos to Rick's dear friend, Roland Vallon, another icon in the pigment industry, who kept us posted all along uh, Rick's journey. Uh, and even more be- uh, even more good news, we, we also heard that Rick has started a nonprofit foundation to help people who have cancer and have been released from their jobs and have no insurance coverage so what a great story absolutely all right episode 29 uh this was another ppg invests 13 million dollars at their jiading china facility um ppg expanded their their facility in china including eight new powder coating production lines and an expanded powder coating technology center to service, you know, technical support and customers across the Asia Pacific region. Yeah, pretty amazing. You know, it, it just goes to show um, how strong the market is in in Asia Pacific, uh, specifically uh, in China. So, rolling on to episode thirty, which aired June eleventh, kind of sign of the times back then. Uh, the European Coding Show, the twenty twenty one version was canceled. It was one of those things where the organizers, Vincent's Network and the Nuremberg Messe um, Convention Center and and other European coding show organizers, they just said, we're, we're, we're canceling it. It had originally been scheduled for September, but it was uh, a no-go. And they were just concerned about the spread, obviously, of, of uh, the COVID uh, virus. They rescheduled the uh, the next European coding show, which of course is going to be held in Nuremberg as always uh, for March 2023. Yeah, there were a lot of there was a lot of movement with the shows last year. Everyone kind of thought that we were going to be able to go out and do things um, April and then June and then August and then September and then some things got just canceled and other things got pushed back. Well, you know, the craziest one I felt, you know, because of its size and, and, and the timing, was when China Coat pulled the, the the rug from underneath their their show, and they did it like about two or three weeks it, before it was, the show 
right before it because we actually <laughs> had it in our upcoming events and then the episode released about 20 minutes after they announced that they're uh, rescheduling it or canceling it. Canceling it. <laughs> crazy, crazy. So this also from episode 30, Axo Nobel um, announced that they were starting to develop advanced technologies for the automotive industries and specifically with a focus on electric vehicles. Axo has a history of powder coatings that go on electrical components, but the demand for those sort of protective coatings on electric vehicles uh, really pushed a lot of people to, you know, start developing new technology yeah you know this one is it was a perfect uh fit you know people talk about perfect storms but this was a perfect fit because with the high growth of electric vehicles and the way it's been embraced by all the major car manufacturers and and even more so by the upstart new ones like tesla or lucid or rivian or uh there's there's others i can't even think of but they they built these electric power plants for the, the cars, which batteries and then the, uh, um, you know, the electric motors and, and, you know, components that connect these things. Uh, and they need, they needed coatings that had excellent dielectric strength, uh, good thermal conductivity, um, good corrosion resistance. And, you know, the answer was already there because these types of coatings were used for, uh, electricity generation, uh, non-automotive style, but with, you know, handling high levels of voltage and, and current. Uh, so it was a perfect fit and, uh, the powder coating industry met the challenge. So pretty cool stuff. All right. Um, in episode 31, which was posted in June 29th, um, we reported that Axel Nobel had acquired Grupo Orbis which is a large coating conglomerate, which uh, had uh, annual sales turnover of about 260 million euros or or about 300 million U.S. dollars. But uh, all sorts of coatings, uh, business technology, including, of course, powder coatings, industrial coatings, and, and architectural ones as well. All right, in episode 32, this one was July 27th, um, and an article in PCI Mag magazine said that Exalta was announcing global price in increases on basically everything. Boy, this was a sign of the times, wasn't it, Nate? And, you know, they said, okay, global price increases, and, you know, th this was one that, you know, made the news, but really... All the major coatings companies raise their prices, but you know you can also look at you know supply chain. All the raw material um, manufacturers increase their prices significantly uh, at some point during the year, if not for more than more than once or twice. Oh yeah. Okay. the The next uh, big news in the industry was. Uh, published on August 11th. This was our episode 33. And this is where we made the announcement that the ChemQuest group acquired, and this was this was the press release, it says, acquired industry leader powder coating research group. 
That's us, my friends. Yeah, I know those guys. Yeah. And uh, basically, real quick, uh, ChemQuest, uh, which is a global business strategy and external technology development firm uh, with their focus on the specialty chemicals markets, um, they acquired our, our fair company, um, which uh, in, in the press release, they, they said the leading independent formulation testing and development resource. Um, which we're based in Columbus, Ohio. But our new CEO said, it's my pleasure to announce the acquisition of PCR Group, in a, an organization I've admired for many years. Kevin and his team are consummate professionals. Both are innovative organizations with deep knowledge and history and strong view for the future. Uh, we parallel each other in our approach to clients and delivering on our promises. These are synergies, people say, they want but rarely get in a merger or acquisition. And this was our our aw- awesome new CEO, Dan Murad. So gone gone really well, and I'm really pleased that we were able to pull this one off, Nate. I agree. All right. I just got word from Helen again. She says she's in the waiting room in Zoom. Um, hey, Nick. Yeah. Nick, can you let her in? Can you let Helen in? Game, Helen. Yeah, I'm on Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One sec. All right. Episode 36. Diamond Vogel celebrated the um, groundbreaking of their new innovation center. And that was a $15 million building. It was an expansion on their Orange City, Iowa campus. Yeah, you know, these are good people. You know, we've known these guys, you know, for years. And, you know, Diamond Vogel's a you know, I think it's a third or fourth generation. I think it's probably third generation, you know, family company. And it's done an incredible job. Um, it's it's nice to see them uh, flourishing and investing in innovation. This is specifically for innovation. Um, they're going to add 60 uh, research and development scientists um, to their staff. And uh, they've done a lot for their little corner of the world uh, northwestern Iowa, and it's just just uh, it's good news, and we give them a lot of credit. All right in episode thirty-seven, this seems like a bit of a trend in twenty twenty-one. The Sherwin Williams also announced that they were breaking ground on their new global R and D center. That's pretty yeah. much all the yeah. all the major ones are. <laughs> yeah, and, and Nate, I think. Um, what happened was I think there were plans in 2020, mm-hmm. and I really do think it was, you know, there, there's that movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Well, this was the, the year, or at least part of the year, where the Earth stood still in 2020. And I think in 2021, people said, you know what, we got to get on with our business. And this one is another, you know, it's a feel-good story, but Sharon Williams, as everybody knows, is, you know, one of the biggest paint companies in the world. I think they may be the biggest one now. And they've done a wonderful job of investing in their hometown, Cleveland, which is uh, you know where I was born and grew up. So doing a great job for Cleveland. Yeah, they're expanding the global headquarters that's in downtown Cleveland and the R&D Center, which is in Brecksville, which is just outside of Cleveland. Yeah. So they're really investing in this R&D center. Yeah. Yeah. Great job. And, uh, yeah, should be good for all the people working at Sherwin Williams. 
and definitely for for their customers and and for the community around them. All right. Well, that wraps up our year, Nate. Um, I think it was a a good good year overall. It was a strange year, but you know we're everyone's kind of hanging in there, I guess. Yeah, in spite of all the the difficulties and challenges, I think as an industry, we've done pretty well. I know a lot of companies were growing. I know there was uh, challenges with with all sorts of things, everything from uh, staffing to raw material supplies to shipping. But you know, the industry has forged ahead. Okay, our powder coating friends, here's wishing everyone a safe, a healthy, a prosperous, and an enjoyable 2022. And you can find us online at askjoepowder.com. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on whatever application or site you prefer to get your podcasts on. If you want to ask a question to, to Joe Powder, the email address is askjoepowder at yahoo.com, or you can call and leave a message at country code one four seven eight two ask joe That's one four seven eight two two seven five five six three. This has been a production of the ChemQuest Powder Coating Research. Uh, our music editing and stingers are done by Nick Page. I'm really sorry we couldn't make it work with Dame uh, Dame Mirren at this time. It just, you know, how these things go with the Zoom calls and having a bad connection or whatever. But if you join us next time, we're going to have Dave Navarro, and he's going to be talking about using carboxyl functional acrylics to improve detergent resistance in your hybrid formulations. And keep your powder dry, my friends. <laughs>